1: Ryan, we have been going through, we've been starring some questions. Let's open it up to some questions here. We'll do a little bit of a mailbag, a little daily mailbag here. Uh, So if you guys have questions, go ahead and fire them in. Uh, We've got a couple of them ready to go here. Uh, Again, this is a mailbag now, so you can throw in whatever you want at this point. Uh, But we'll start with Irish Chi-Town. Who do you all have winning the NBA
2: Finals? Talk about everything here, apparently. I'm not kidding. I I th- I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Golden State for a couple reasons. One, I can never root for Boston because I am a Philadelphia Seventy Sixers fan. Ooh, so okay. I I grew up with the taste for the Boston Celtics, which I know Brian is a big fan of uh, the Celtics. So ruined against Brian's favorite team, nice. but I I I think that Golden State is coming in the game just a little healthier. I know Boston's been battling a little bit of injury. Marcus Smart's been banged up. I'm gonna go with Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and the. The the been there done that type of thing mm-hmm. over Jalen Brown and, and Jason Tatum, even though Tatum's a fantastic player, so is Jalen Brown. I'm gonna take Golden State Warriors in six, I'll say. Oh, okay. You're going real specific. Okay. I like that. I
1: now I will say this um, up front, I am not a huge NBA fan. I try to watch NBA. It's hard for me to watch NBA games. It's a lot, just too much standing around for my liking uh, until like the last you know, two minutes of the game. I It's hard for me to watch. But playoff basketball is a little bit different. And I have watched a little bit of that with my kid. Uh, he enjoys watching it. So we've been watching it a little bit. You know, I'm coming at it from a bit of a different angle, but I agree with Ryan and everything that he just said I'm rooting for Golden State. I want Steph to get another title because anything that can knock LeBron off of his pedestal a little bit more, I am all here for. So if Steph can go out and win another one, and get it, finally get his finals MVP that he has deserved in the past, I am all for that. And we can talk about Steph Curry as opposed to that other guy in LA. So I am all for it. So I'm going with, uh golden state as well i'll say six i like that i think that'll be a nice series that'll be fun for everybody uh i don't see this thing going seven i know the celtics are branded with the defense and that they are you know this defensive stalwart steph curry can shoot over any defense that you've got so i'm not too worried about that uh so i will take golden state as well did not see an nba question coming so that's good <laughs> stuff. I, I love it that very much
2: We get the, we get the food take questions on here too sometimes. Man. So oh, yeah. okay, bunch of weird stuff on here now. I like weird. Though.
1: I'm I'm all for weird. Believe me, I, I'll go off the beaten path all day. All right, uh, we are not. Marshall says, is Buckner a poor man's version of Johnny Manziel? Great athlete, but will not go through progressions and run around trying to make things happen. I could not disagree with that more. I do yes. not see that as a good comparable at all. Um, now. I realize Notre Dame fans have not had the opportunity to watch Tyler Buckner sit in the pocket and go through progressions. I have seen it in practice. He will throw to guys deep into the progression. Those guys won't even realize the ball is coming because they're not used to, with the previous quarterbacks, going that deep into the progressions. Um, And he finds ways to get them the ball. So I don't see that as an issue. He is not a Johnny Manziel, whether it's on the field or off the field for that matter. Um, that is not who Tyler Buckner is. Um, I think he'll play within the offense. I think he'll go through his pr- progressions. I think Notre Dame fans are going to be very happy with Tyler Buckner. What say? I,
2: now? I, I agree. I think that Tyler Buckner's legs are used a whole lot more in the, just the quarterback run game, right? So off of reads and quarterback power and doing that type of thing. Manziel was a pure freelancer as a quarterback, as yes. a passer. Right. And I, I yep. don't see that with Buckner. I think Buckner is much more calm in the pocket and willing to work through his reads in that regard. I understand the point of the question because they're both very athletic guys who can do things outside of structure and do all that. But I I think of Tyler Buckner as a pocket passer who has the ability to run in the in the quarterback run game. Like that's what I see him more. I don't see him as a scram like a big scrambler. I like think right. he's going to get the ball out of his hands until he doesn't have an opportunity to anymore. So I think stylistically it's just a little bit different
1: okay, uh again, from we are not Marshalled with Logan Diggs hurt and Tyree injury history, how concerned does everyone with this room estimate and price could be a great one two combo
2: yeah, um I mean, I'm more concerned about Tyree's injury history to be honest um it's it's something where I think it's going to be be okay in the long run because you're not going to have one guy like there's not going to be a Kyron Williams on the team this year where he's going to be the lead ball carrier by a landslide. If there is somebody that takes that mantle, but I think you're going to have Audra Geste you're going to have Logan Diggs, you're going to have Chris Tyree, maybe Jadarian Price even kind of fit into that equation to a degree. So sure. I don't think I don't think the volume is going to be so high that there's going to be a big th- bigger threat for injuries. But I mean Tyree has had obviously he's been banged up a little bit. Diggs. i mean obviously this this offseason he's he's kind of coming back from it as well from during spring practice but i'm not overly worried about it just because i think that there's going to be enough guys that's going to be able to supplement that so i don't think it's usually guys that break down is because of a a high volume type of aspect
1: and i think we've been talking about the fact that i don't know and we could be i could be very wrong on this i'll I'll say me i think it's going to be running back by committee most of the time anyway i don't see anyone of this group being like a workhorse, you know, 25 carries a game kind of a situation. I think the addition of Tyler Buckner as the quarterback takes a lot of pressure off of whoever the running back is because they're not getting the ball unless they've got a hole to run through, right? They're not running into the backs of linemen. You know, they're not, they're going to have more options with the running back situation. So, uh, I'm not saying the running backs don't matter. I think this is a very talented room, top to bottom. I think that's more along the lines of why I'm excited about this room. They can sustain a couple of injuries, okay? Now, to be elite, they need those guys to be healthy. They they need Tyree to be healthy if they want to still be an elite room uh, or a really, really good room. So that would hurt them from an injury standpoint, but I do feel that they're deep enough that they'll they'll be able to pick up the carries of those guys and still be an effective room if both of those guys go down. So I'm not as worried maybe as some other people. Um, Is it a concern? Sure, but I'm not worried about it, if that makes any kind of sense.
2: No, it does. It makes complete complete sense.
1: All right, next one up. Blaine Tiller says, which will finish the season ranked higher nationally, the Notre Dame offensive line or the Notre Dame defensive line? Interesting question here.
2: It's a great question. I mean, Blaine, I expect Notre Dame's offensive line to be graded pretty pretty nicely by the end of the season. I think that as always with an influx of a new coaching style, there's going to be some things. And I know you have Al Washington coming in too, but I think that you're going to see a Notre Dame offensive line unit last year. That was not very good. I think you're going to have, you know, some maturation that needs to happen at the beginning of the season. I expect it to be better than any point last year in the, in the beginning stages, but I still think it's something where it's going to be better by the end of it. Right. And I think that you can expect that type of thing. But defensive line-wise, you just have more proven commodities right now that can play at a high level. You have Isaiah Foskey. You have Jason Alola, Justin Like I just think that the defensive line is set up to be a more consistent unit. So I'm going to say the consistency outweighs the maybe rise during the season, if that makes sense. Mm,
1: very interesting. I, I like your thoughts about the defensive guys being a known commodity because I agree with you. It's going to be very interesting to me you know, if they're going to move Jarrett Patterson to guard. And now they've got Josh Luggett guard, and um, you know what this offensive line could do as as a group. I think they could be very, very good. But it's an unknown with those five guys in those five positions. Like that's an unknown to me. And the defensive line, while you know we don't know what Justin Adamiola can be like as a starter, for example, or a guy that with increased reps. But I pretty much know what I think we're going to get out of him. I think it's going to be pretty darn good. Isaiah Foskey, I think, even if he just repeats what he did last year, it's going to be pretty darn good, right? Jason Ademilola is going to be really, really good in the middle. So the known commodity thing, I feel more comfortable going there. Uh, And the offensive line is such a difficult group to grade as a whole, like ranking them against other teams in the country. I think Notre Dame has the opportunity to be a top 10 offensive line. I really do. I think the defensive line has an opportunity to be a little bit better than that, especially from a stat standpoint. And there's no stats for the offensive line. So it's like, it's comparing apples to oranges, to be honest with you. But at the same time, I'm going to go with the proven commodity uh, as you did as well. Tommy Gunn's coming out of left field for us here. He says, what is your favorite version of potato skins? I like the normal cheese and bacon with some sour cream and French dressing on
2: them. (laughs) See, I, I don't need, I don't, I, I don't have anything against sour cream or the French dressing, but I don't really need it. I just mm. need the cheese, and I just need the cheese and the bacon. Like okay. I, I just, I like to taste those pure flavors, Tommy. But I, I'll accept the sour cream. It's not a bad addition. I just, I don't personally need it.
1: Look, it's a necessary addition for me. I love the sour cream. This is the body of a man who eats probably too much sour cream, to be honest with you. So, uh, I didn't know. That there are really multiple versions of potato skins. I maybe they're like loading them up with th- other stuff.
2: I I think it's just the add ons that you get. Okay. on. I think that's where he's going from. Is is gotcha. what is how, what do you want on on your potato skins? Gotcha.
1: Yeah, I I'm a pretty basic guy. Cheese, bacon, sour cream. I'm good. You can keep the French dressing to yourself on that one. Uh, but those three I will take on my potato skins all day long and be very very happy about it. P-
2: potatoes, bacon, and cheese. How can I you mean?
1: It's like the four food groups or three food groups. All right, uh, Michael Parks with another NBA question right in my alley. Really enjoying this one. He says, how many points would Michael Jordan average in today's game? It would be absurd. It would be astronomical what he would be able to average because you can't touch shooters anymore. Like mm-hmm. You can't hand check. You can't blow on them when they come through the lane. Uh, otherwise, you're going to get – otherwise you're gonna be like LeBron and get whiny about it, you know <laughs> it just I'm sorry he would be unbelievable if nobody could touch him and that's what today's game is. so he would average a boatload of points over thirty, I would imagine
2: yeah I, I would say thirty something's a good number. I think the one thing you know you just mentioned obviously be able to get to the line a little bit more because you know it's just less physical game yeah but I, I also think that if Michael grew up in this era, he would be a more Pristine three point shooter, right? Like, it just wasn't the era that he played in, right? Like, he was a sure. mid range, take it to the rim, and that was his game. But in, in today's era, he would grow up and he would be hoisting up a few more threes. So, it might all be all
1: they do. It's all the yep. kids do, man. Shoot it's all, threes. Do. it's all they care about. But yes, I agree with you. He'd be a really good three point shooter and he'd be a good slasher and all of those things. And he would be at the line a lot, a lot. And if anybody doesn't believe me, just go back and watch some of those games from the early 90s the late 80s and just watch him get absolutely ham. Watch him against the Detroit Pistons and what they did to him and realize this is not the same. This isn't your dad's NBA that's going on right now. That's for darn sure. So yeah. uh, definitely go check that out. KMAC, realistic chance day makes the college football playoff this upcoming season. Also plus or minus 15 sacks for Isaiah Foskey.
2: I think Vince, I think with the schedule Notre Dame has this year, I think if you split the Ohio state Clemson game and you take a take take um, and you take care of business, the rest of the schedule, I think they can get in 11 and one. Right. Oh, yeah. So it's, I mean, it's tough, right? Cause Ohio state's a good team. You're getting them the first game of the season. Clemson's a good team, obviously historically coming off of a not great season. That's they still somehow went 10 and three. Right. So like they're a good program. I think if you split those games, you have a chance to make the playoffs. I really do think that you have that opportunity. So I'm going to say that there's a realistic chance. I think it's a solid chance. Yeah. I, well, am I going to predict it right now? No, I need to see them play a little bit. But sure. I think you just need to split those games to have an absolute chance. 15 sacks for Foskey, I'm going under on that yeah, one. I, I, think that he, I think that he can be as impactful as last year. With I mean, I think he had 11 sacks last year, right? So, I mean, you could tell me he had 9 or 10 and he's a better football player. So I, I think that you're also going to get a little more help this year. I, I think guys on the defensive line, I think it's going to be a good defensive line. I think guys like Maris Loifal on the second level now with a little more speed are going to be able to provide a little something to you from a blitz package perspective. So I'm going to go under, but I, I obviously I think that Foskey going to take the next step. I think he's going to be a, and there's going to be a lot of attention on Isaiah Foskey.
1: Yeah, and that's the key right there. I think he's going to get a lot of attention from offensive lines. He's going to get chipped by the running back and all those different things. And he's going to allow other guys to, to get some sacks. So I'm going to take the under there and I'm not going to repeat everything that you just said about the chances of Notre Dame making the college football playoff. If they are who we think they are, right? 11 and one, I think is a very realistic possibility. And if you're 11 and one and you're Notre Dame, I think you're in, I don't see four undefeated teams, you know, making it to the end of the season. I don't see that. And so if you're Notre Dame and you're 11 and one, you've got quality wins Mm -hmm. over either Clemson or Ohio state and USC. Right. Or BYU or, you know, name the team that uh, North Carolina, if those teams are as good as some people think that they're going to be, you're going to have some quality wins in there. And your loss is not going to be that bad if it's a loss to Ohio State or Clemson. Um, and so, yeah, I, I love it. I think they have a, a, a realistic shot. I mean, I'm not going to go crazy. I think they have a realistic shot.
2: If I mean it's it's a much better schedule than last year, so eleven and one is not going to keep Notre Dame out this year, right? Like they were on the I know a lot of like weird things happened last year down the stretch, but they were on the precipice of of making the playoffs last year, even though they did not have a great schedule because they were eleven and one in their Notre Dame. So, yeah, I think if they're eleven and one team, they have a very realistic chance to make it.
1: Absolutely. Next up is Rob Compton. I watched Preston Zinter's film. He looks a lot more athletic and faster than I realized. Where do you see his ceiling and position?
2: I mean, so the position, Notre Dame is recruiting him as the true Mike in the class, right? Like there's a lot of guys that they see as Rover Wills or Will Mikes, maybe eventually with a guy like a Drake Bowen. But I I think that Zinter is the most clear Mike in the class. And I I agree, Rob. I think that there is – He's a little bit of a high-cut player, so he's got some longer legs. So I think it takes you off guard a little bit sometimes when he gets moving and you can really kind of see the acceleration. And he's kind of played all over the place a little bit on his team. He played stack a lot last year, but, I mean, he's playing tight end. He's playing on the edge a little bit as as a pass rusher a lot of the times. So I think that there's just some things that take the the emphasis off of how athletic he is. But I, I agree. I think he's a lot more athletic than people give him credit for. I think he's flexible. He's worked in space a ton. So I think he's a good athlete in that regard. I think that he can be a starting caliber player at Notre Dame and, you know, a starting Mike. I, I think what people think that the best of Bo Bauer could be right. Like Bo Bauer has not hit his ceiling at Notre Dame. Right. But I could see Preston center being the best of what Bo Bauer could be. If, if he could, you know, kind of get the mental side of the game a little better. Cause I think they are similar players from a, from a size perspective and from an athleticism perspective.
1: Love it. Okay. Next up in the queue, Blaine Tiller says, if, uh, if coach Tommy is as successful as we hope he is, do you expect his next step to be a college head coach or going to the NFL?
2: Every, everything I've heard. And and Brian obviously has had some insight into this. It sounds like, you know, he's got the NFL background, right? Mm -hmm. And he, I think that that's probably more the long-term dream for, for Tommy Reese. So, I mean, maybe he loves college football enough to stay into that capacity and try to be a head coach, but I, I think that NFL is probably the more likely circumstance for him.
1: Yeah, it just, again, it depends on what he wants. He's going to have opportunities for both, I think. Um, and I'm not necessarily saying at the end of this year, although a coordinator spot in the NFL is more likely at the end of this year than maybe a head coaching job because he is still young. You know, he, he's, still, he's still young. But, you know, he could go be the head coach of a Mac school or or a non-Power 5 or something like that. Absolutely. Is that something that he wants to do? I I don't know the answer to that. I don't know Tommy on a personal level. Um, You know, I think that, you know, I feel like he's more suited to the NFL game. Uh, I do. I don't know that that opportunity, like a coordinator's job, is going to be available at the end of this year. Maybe after two years where you can see you know, growth and you can see, okay, this is his offense for two years, like that kind of a thing. Um, if you're an NFL team, you're taking a chance on essentially a one year coordinator. Cause I, I'm not saying he wasn't a coordinator the past few years. Cause I do think he was calling plays, but I also think there was a pretty heavy thumb over him. Um, so this is his first year as the coordinator, in my opinion. So I'd like, if I'm a, if I'm an NFL coach or if I'm an NFL, you know, uh, owner or whatever, I'm waiting a couple of years to see what Tommy Reese can do as a coordinator before I offer him a coordinator's job in the NFL. I don't see Tommy leaving to be like a quarterback's coach in the NFL. I don't see that. It's fair. It's um, fair. I, I think he would only leave for a coordinator or up. Right. Um, and same thing at the college level. I mean, you're not going to get a better job than an offensive coordinator at Notre Dame, in my opinion. So he's either going to leave to be a head coach in college or he's going to lead to be a coordinator or a head coach in the NFL. So um, I think it's going to be a couple of years if I had to put my money on it, I'd say he's going the NFL route first. But sure. you never know. Maybe he's going to really enjoy having this free use of the offense at the college level, you know? Maybe he really enjoys recruiting. I don't know the answer to those questions. Um but it's it's definitely would be a fun thing to like pick his brain about, like what do you enjoy about your job right now? For sure. Brandon asks, if Notre Dame misses out on Osbury but lands Jordan Hall, do they have a rover in the class still? And Pemba probably outgrows the position if we land him.
2: Yeah, and I wanted to pull out the second part. Brandon just said basically can Jordan Hall play rover? I thought he was more of a middle linebacker prospect. So, Brandon, I know there's been a lot of questions over this on the board recently about Jordan Hall. So this is basically the Jordan Hall layer to this recruitment, right? Notre Dame has Drake Bowen who they think could be a rover Will. They think that he could be a rover, but most likely he's a Will long-term. They have Pre- Preston Zinter, who's the true Mike in the class. They are recruiting Jaden Osberry to be a rover Will, so he could be that rover also. If they miss out on a Jaden Osberry, they are going to kick the tires with the Jordan Hall because they think long-term they could be inside linebackers. They could be Will linebackers to a Preston Centers Mike, right? So... They would take Jordan Hall, from my understanding, only if Jaden Osbury, if they weren't able to close on Jaden Osbury. So Jordan Hall is, I don't want to call him a backup plan, but he's the next option after Jaden Osbury. They will take, though, they will take Samuel and Pemba no matter what. So I agree with you that most likely, I think long-term, and Pemba's going to line up, if he lands with Notre Dame, I think he's going to wind up as a Viper long-term. I think he's going to be a defensive end but they're recruiting him right now to start at Rover. So he would begin his career at Rover. So there's a couple options at Rover. I just want to kind of get that point across that. I think that there's two spots left for the linebackers, quote unquote, ones for Impemba, no matter where he ends up playing. And then the other ones, either going to be Osbury or Jordan Hall, hopefully if they do not land a Jaden Osbury out of the Louisiana area.
1: All right, we got another recruiting question here from Brandon. He says, is Darius Hayes a middle linebacker, Will, or Rover in
2: college, in your opinion? I, th- I think he's a Mike long-term. I think he could play Will because he's got some silly closing speed to work in pursuit. But the kid's 6'4", 215 pounds, just getting off of his sophomore year. So this kid's going to be 235, maybe 240 pounds when all is said and done. So I think he's a Mike long-term because I think you can probably do a little bit more for him. But you can convince me that he's Will or Mike long term. But I, I think Mike is most likely the long-term destination.
1: We do have a super chat here from Antoine. Thank you so much. Antoine, he says when college realignment happens happens, this would make N D have to join a division. Where is ND going? A C C or Big Ten, especially if college football pods up. They're not going to the Big Ten. That no, yeah. That's just not going to happen. And if you don't, if you're wondering why we say that. Go check the archives over at irishbreakdown.com. There's a great series of articles over there about Notre Dame's relationship with the Big Ten. And spoiler alert, it's not good. So they're not going to the Big Ten. I do not see that happening. They have an agreement with the ACC, and I'm pretty sure that agreement says if they ever join a conference, while this agreement is, you know, binding that they have to go to the ACC. Um, And that's basically what happened during the COVID year. Um, Yeah. We have talked in the past, uh, we had a show on it, I think, or, or it was a lot of a show, uh, where we talked about Notre Dame kind of starting their own conference and pulling some people from you know, different conferences and pulling some people out of the Big Ten or the ACC or whatever. I think that has some merit to it as well. So it just really depends to me on how things unfold, right? Right. right. Um, we'll see. I think the most logical if they're forced is that they're probably going to go to the ACC, but yep. it's yeah. just because of their agreement right now.
2: Yeah. And they're in the agreement and it's alignment with, you know, the other sports obviously right now. I, I know, and, and I know why people bring up the big 10, because, you know, just from a regional perspective, it makes no sense. Yeah. Exactly. Sport. But yes, it would be ACC in my opinion. But again, I've talked about this a lot. Antoine. I know you, you want to ask the question because it, it's a, it's an interesting question. I get it, but. I don't think Notre Dame needs to join a conference. Like I don't think there's a need for it. I really no. don't. So
1: Unless they get completely just boxed out from winning a national championship, which as long as Jack Swarbrick is the athletic director, I don't see that happening. He he He's good at what he does, and he makes sure that Notre Dame has a seat at the table. I mean, he's done right. that since day one of him walking in the door, and I don't see that changing as long as he's there. Um, so... I am very confident that Notre Dame is not joining a conference anytime soon. Agreed. Because they're not going to unless they're forced to. And I don't think Jack's going to allow that. So agree. I have a lot of faith in Jack Swarbrick, obviously. <laughs> um, and the last, what, six months have done even more for me to have faith in Jack Swarbrick. So I will say that as well. Yep. I don't see any
2: more. Do, are you seeing any in there, my friend? No, I, I, I saw... Tendal, I'm not gonna pronounce your last name, Tendle. I apologize. Uh, (laughs) I'm sorry. Have you seen Malachi Coleman out of um no? I have not seen him. I'm sorry, I have not seen a Malachi. No, um Malachi Coleman. Coleman. I can tell you that he is not an offered, he's not an offered player by Notre Dame right now. So that's yeah, have not seen him, but that's the only other one I saw, Vince. Okay. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. Make sure you hit that like button,
1: subscribe to the channel, hit that notification bell as well, because you just never know when we might decide, you know what, let's have a show. And then you can be notified that that's about to take place. Um, So thank you for joining us on the Irish Breakdown Podcast. Thank you, Ryan. You're over there. Thank you, Ryan. Uh, Much appreciate it. And we will be back tomorrow because tomorrow is Friday, and it is a Friday free-for-all mailbag. And it's the first Friday out of school, so I'm fired up about it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, And, uh, yeah, so make sure you join us tomorrow, 1 o'clock, for the Friday Free-for-All Mailbag. So for Ryan, I'm Vince, and we will talk to you next time on the Irish Breakdown Podcast. (laughs)